Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in Overcast, Overcast. Overcast. <laughs> Santa Cruz, <laughs> California. It's always Scarf sunny weather. above it's, the clouds. It's winter now. It's, it's cold enough. You know though. what? There's been enough sun, though. We're going to whine about it, but it's pretty nice. Yep. Yeah, it's been enough sun. It's all right. Um, hey, in the garage tonight, running the board again, we've got Bagel. Hello, hello, hello. Over in the corner, we've got Henry. Hi. And putting baby in the corner, we've got Knock. <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> On the big stool tonight, we've got Bex. Aloha. Uh, this is Liza, your host. Don't look at me when I'm inside of you. <laughs> oh! I, I figure no one likes my lines. You know I'll just what? steal others. I there think you, you did a better job of stealing mics than you do Maybe because I was looking at you creepily. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a how you doing. <laughs> how you doing? Next don't, me, don't we've got me. Isaac. Pushy galore. You must be joking. <laughs> <laughs> On the pretty girl couch tonight, we've got Carmel. In my PJs, ready for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you are. So jolly. Technically, <laughs> you're in my PJs. Ooh, <laughs> nice is getting spicy don't, today. Don't start. Just don't start. Also, early on, <laughs> claiming her spot on the Pretty Girl Catch mm-hmm. tonight and fighting Isaac over it. <laughs> oh, we've got Micah. She won. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. See, it sounds better when she does it. Mm-hmm. I, I actually I have a story about that. When I was little, my dad used to do that whenever rap music came on. And then <laughs> I did that in someone else's car, and it was really awkward because no one else did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> Minnie. Dressed up like Minnie Mouse. We've got Sonia. Hey, um, I ride motorcycles and fix people. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think at some point Naked Jim's gonna come sliding in. So if hey, you're a whole lot of commotion, it's like, either like uh, it's either Bosley or Jim. For the first <laughs> or the time, possum. There are more women yeah. in than men in the garage. Whoa. What? what? The fuck? Wait a minute. Cool. I'm as you right now. I always forget to count myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. As a woman or just as a human? Mm. Neither. That's, it's quite fitting because. Um, philosophical question we have. I don't have time. You know, to this is this is a female-centric show tonight. It just happens to be. There's a lot of stuff going on. Chicks, man. Yeah. 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 Chicks yes. motorcycles, man. Right. Yeah. I think I'm getting a buzz off the estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just, you just gotta stop eating the fucking, you know. There's tofu. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of stuff going on, so let's get some reports. Um, we're not gonna get into it, but Sonia, you were at Babes Right Out. No, I wasn't. You know people who went. I do know people who last, went. Very intimately. Last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And then uh, I was on a ride. Nobody played hooky at all. Nobody. We don't do that at all. Um, I was on a ride yesterday. So last week, our guest was Jocelyn Snow. And she invited me on this ride. She was doing this ride this weekend for the GS Girls. I've never heard of GS Girls. Carmel, have you heard of them before? I've heard of GS Girls and GS Giants. See, I don't even know what that is. You'll have to explain it to me. Um, But I'm like, a bunch of chicks on GSs? Yeah. 
<laughs> Why not? Uh, do they wear turquoise and listen to the uh, uh, the which, which, Susie Sue? <laughs> <laughs> Keep, laugh, keep laughing at yourself. You, 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 get, that, you get that yourself. reference there, right? It's, it's a fucking hilarious reference, I'm just saying. Um, I would underappreciate So it's really cool. And so uh, Jocelyn is an amazing writer, and uh, she invited these GS writers. So apparently every state or many states have these groups of lady GS writers. These are women with all the gear and the right bikes who like to go out there and fucking ride. Off-road. And they hit the off-road, too. So um, I tagged along with my Versus, which I call the poor man's GS for people who are actually going to admit they're not going to go on dirt. Oh, you went on this ride? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I did. When was Ooh. this? Yesterday. Oh, shit. Cool. And uh, we started in uh, Salinas and headed down towards Carmel. Now, just a weekend before, a bunch of us had ridden over Laurelis Grade to Carmel, which goes from basically from Laguna Seca up in uh, the mountains. And they found a whole nother back road of little squirrely goat trails. Nice. Um, that was really cool. Oh, and nice. Then, and then that comes around and goes ba- back to Laurelis. We went over Laurelis, went over to the Moto Talbot Museum, where Rob and uh, Bobby and Jeff were all there. They opened up the museum early just for us hmm. nice. that was really cool so everyone got a tour of the museum how many people did you say there were there was about 25 women and seven guys doing blocking sweep that's everything sweet. That's pretty so damn sweet. it was a yeah well attended event uh and then we took off from there and took carmel valley road which is a long road through the mountains yeah um it's a fun road yeah, mm-hmm. took it. You take that all the way th- through the top of the mountains, and it comes down a pass down to um, Greenfield at 101, where we hopped on the freeway for t- all of 10 miles. That was it. Yeah, and you go down to uh, the army base, Fort Hunter Liggett. Mm-hmm where you cut across this army base. Man, you know, the army bases here in California are like nowhere else. It's some of the most beautiful land you'll ever yeah, it's, find. It's, Watch the, out for the, the, the tar- turkey vultures. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That I base is one. big, too. It's Ooh. like mm-hmm. it's a huge-ass base. Who hit one? Tanya. I did. I oh, hit a turkey sh- vulture. Not right. this weekend, I hope. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> we did all of that, and then we went um, like through the fort yeah. um, uh, to Ferguson Ferguson Road up into a campsite where they had lunch for us. So this was all before lunch. <laughs> wow. So that was a, a hell of a ride. And... Um, yeah, everybody keeping a good pace. <laughs> quit, quit stroking bagel. <laughs> it's such a, it's no, such a great bagel. Uh, right quit. You're going to fuck up his levels, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you kill a turkey vulture. That is vulture, what they say. Look, he just, he just, ra- he just twiddled the knobs. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make the noises. <laughs> um, so it was a really cool event. And... Uh, Carmel was there ahead of time to save all these campsites for everyone. So um, we just had lunch there, and then we went continued on um, this road. And Nascimento Ferguson Road is a really squirrely road over the mountain. It's one of those ones that you know used to be some old, probably like wagon train road mm. or something before they had like the highways. But um, really twisty, and I jumped to the front of the pack and got behind Jocelyn on her GS. I'm like, uh-huh. all right, let's let's give this uh, a go. You're like, out of the way, bitches. Let's give this a go. <laughs> let's get this on. Right? <laughs> let's see what this chick's made and out of. And pretty quickly, 
everyone behind us disappeared out of my mirror. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm gunning, I'm gonna and she's just the smoothest writer ever. Cool. And I'm doing everything I can to keep up. The problem is the bridge on Highway 1 is still closed. Yep. So all traffic is going over this twisty mountain road over mm. the highway. Oh, RVs, uh, everybody is coming over it. Yeah. I had three times I was cutting into a turn at a blind corner because this is all tight roads and there was a car as I'm in the mm-hmm. turn and I had to like swerve around a bumper. Wait, mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. in your lane kind mm-hmm. of situation? Oh, there, it's, there is no line in the road. Yeah. Oh yeah, there it's is, in one lane road, yeah. Oh, it's man. basically just like one lane road. This yeah. has been an old never used road that like bicyclists go on and stuff so way too much traffic so i had three of those um and i was just like i'm not playing this game anymore i'm not going to try and keep (laughs) up because she was just such a smooth rider and i was having to just push 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 to try and keep up with her and she's this little bitty thing on a giant gs i don't know how she do it it's like she raced motorcycles or something oh, <laughs> imagine that like she had a gp track license you mean something like that <laughs> um right, but she's she doing did. it effortless and i was working my ass off um but you know um we got uh to the destination which was a crossroad of a dirt road and i, I mean i i i yeah, she got ahead of me, but I still was kind of in sight. And she was, I think, slowing down to wait for me every now and then because she was having fun <laughs> playing, trying to keep up. <laughs> but pity, pity is we, pity we were down. way ahead of the rest of the group. So that was a, a lot of fun for me to ride with someone of, of her level. And then um, she regrouped everyone. She, there's a dirt road up on the top of that mountain that she did like a one-hour sidetrack that she took everyone on. Mm-hmm. That's when I bailed out with my street tires. Oh. Was it Was it horribly dirt? Or is it like... It was not such a bad dirt road. Yeah. However, there did were, you do it? There were a lot of people... I did not. There were a lot of people who had street tires on. Mm-hmm. There was one yard sale. There was, oh. there was one woman who is accustomed to riding with soft bags who mm-hmm. had hard panniers on and clipped a rock oh. and oh. opened up... What? the box and all of her contents came out and she literally had a yard sale <laughs> next person who came around the corner saw everything and on the ground you should have oh seen my. when jocelyn was doing like the pre-ride kind of speech and she's like all right and then it's it's pretty easy and you just want to keep it this speed and do this and put your tire pressure here and oh yeah and there's this one like set of corners that has silt in it as soon as she said the word silt and ooh. everyone got bug-eyed about 24 <laughs> eyeballs got really big and when we convened afterward they kept me going so is this a silt turn? Is this a silt turn? <laughs> is this it? Oh shit! Is this it? Oh, this is it. Oops! And a couple people went down, but it was yeah. they had a lot of fun. And of course, Jocelyn's like, "Don't worry, it's not like like loose gravel or anything. It'll feel like your tire's going down, but it'll stay on the hard pack. You just stay in the turn and do it." And you can see everyone going like, yeah, "I don't believe you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> well, the joke is, how do you know when Jocelyn's lying? Don't, yeah. don't believe her when she's talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what happened was the first guy out was going to mark a turn, and Jocelyn said two laughs. And at the end of the ride, everybody said. Don't tell Liz, but Tommy's missing. We don't know where he is. And it got very quiet for a minute. And then we went to the restaurant, and there he was. So he had waited for an hour and then realized that he probably made a mistake and went back. And she said, oh, she did say the second left. (laughs) So then he caught up with him. But it was a moment of... Where's our lead guy? Oh, oh no. Man. Oh, dang. Yeah. So. 
So, um, really awesome event. And then they camped and did a whole nother ride today. I didn't stay for that. But um, if there's any women out there who are into adventure riding, I would check out the GS girls. They seem to be all over. So, there there were women from other states uh, on this. Washington, um, Oregon, uh, Arizona. Arizona. And, and Southern California, so Northern California. They were on a variety of GSs, right? Like the 650s, oh, yeah. 1200s. And, and, and you, don't, you don't have mm-hmm. to be a Is GS a owner to be one of the GS girls. Yeah, yeah. They will let you in. But do they have stickers that it's like says girls with a capital G and a capital S? Because that would be oh. that would be the best. They should really. You can have that. Oh. Please do it. I think you should trademark that. Okay, <laughs> never mind. It's mine. So yeah, GS girls, really cool bitching event, and I had a blast uh, having my moment. Uh, in the sun trying to keep <laughs> up with Jocelyn. Wow. Now you laugh. You try and ride with her. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so I'm on a 250 and I'm just happy to camp with Jocelyn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, and I hear some of y'all who are wearing weird costumes went on a ride today. <laughs> yes. It was uh, so, so much fun. Sonia, Micah, and Bex? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. You're all women, just... too. So tell us what ride. you did. So there was an all-women's ride, um, and I found it on Facebook, and apparently this group of girls does rides every so often, and so I thought, hey, this would be fun, and sent it to Bex, and then Sonia saw that I checked in on Facebook to it and came with us. So um, it was an all-ladies costume ride. We met in Santa Clara, so um, the three of us rode over there, and there was about, like, 20-ish women. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I'd say this so. This is uh, the fifth annual? We had the over 20 version. total. Uh, the, the fifth. There was fifth, fifth number ride five. Um, number five. that they've done, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's ladies ride number five. So yeah. I really enjoyed the ride, but I'm the only one who actually went on the full ride. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> Oops, Sonia, <laughs> take they it were away. Too slow. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that hat? He wears to do our my lead. frogger thing <laughs> in the traffic, and then <laughs> I didn't see anybody anymore. And then Bex came to find me when I was on the side and <laughs> We, and she's still over 100 miles an hour. So that's what happens when you pass the meter. Oh, I mean, uh, above, bar- barely above the speed limit. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Where did you guys meet up? So we met up Firefly. in Santa Clara. Um, well, we we met up at the Firefly, and then we mm-hmm. went to um, Santa Clara. To There's like an IMAX theater that mm-hmm. we met in the parking lot of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we went and did a couple like just in town like turns whatever and then we got on the highway mm-hmm. and we got on the highway and everyone was together and then we got off the highway and I was like where's my friends <laughs> oops so. I blame it on the vamps because uh, they, they ride really spirited. fast yeah yeah and oh, I've vampires. gotten used to it yes mm-hmm. vampires and, and then I got used to riding with them and usually I'm trying to keep up with them and, this and, time. and you see Sonia go. See, the trick is you don't pass the ride leader. Yeah, that's, that's important. <laughs> but she was going too slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had fun, and they would have totally enjoyed the ride had they been on the rest of it. Yeah, it sounded like they got to go through some like, twisty neighborhoods, yes, roundabout. We, we did town. get to the destination, I think, oh, yeah. for them. We did. And drove passed it a couple times <laughs> so what route did you take uh, micah um it was all in town um so it was basically just a lot of like in town driving by people because we were all in costume so it was kind of like cool. showing off that we were all ladies all yeah. riding bikes mm-hmm. all in costume oh, but um it, they managed to make it really fun and interesting and do a lot of twisty stuff in the neighborhoods which was really impressive oh, cool. I, it, I thought it that was, was awesome yeah it was hosted by robin diamond and she's a stunt writer she's so fucking, fucking awesome so cool. it was great I 
was she's stalking got her the Facebook bike to do she's it. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. What was her costume? She, I don't know. She, she was, was like Robin all Diamond. red. She was Robin Red, <laughs> little Red Robin Hood or something like. She I don't know. Like she's a red she bride. Like a, yeah, she's yeah. a red bride. Yeah, but it was, it was really cool. poofiness, and there was lots of poofy and lace and yeah. and engines. Yeah, I'm so it was good. And wheelies. It was slow enough that I could keep up the whole time. So some people who are a lot faster than me might not have had a good time. But it was mostly about being in a community of all lady riders. And That's really just cool. You're eating. not we had, that slow. We had two um, yes. under 10-year-old girls, I think. Yeah. I mean, both of them were, um, were under On the 10. back of their mm-hmm. mom, oh, mother's okay. bikes. Oh, it was so cool. Because <laughs> um, they like showed up and were like, is that a child on the back? Or I, like, one, of them had, one of them had a long black tail. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, is that woman riding with a monkey on her back? <laughs> <laughs> And we and get closer, was. and it's a live monkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so lots of chick riding going. It's Heck really yeah. cool. I mean, de- there's Woo-woo. definitely more and more of this happening. Yeah, I invited them to come here. So, and a bunch of them seemed really interested. So cool. uh-huh. we might get some some more lady riders, which is always awesome and exciting. Also, uh, what happened in the city? Uh, the, oh yeah, the van- uh, wait, this Sadie is- Hawkins. Yeah, Sadie Hawkins. Oh, right. Dams don't. Care, yeah, don't don't care, care. Ride. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah there's, a, today. there's a lot going on. Um, that was oh. co ed, yeah. Clay went on that one, Clay did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. oh, and so did Mike. Um, Real quick, I wanted to share. Um, I think people for people who don't know, we're only open on Sundays, the garage is open, and uh, usually Saturdays are when we're doing rides, fun stuff. But, um, we had a neat message left, we had a visitor on Saturday. I found this note in the garage. In uh, the tent. We, we leave a notes now. It says, Hi, Misfits. I know you're only open Sundays. Was worth the try. This is where I'm not sure where it says. I think, oh, I got it. It says, Keep the fun stuff on oh. from Andy from Hamburg, Germany. Oh, Ooh, wow. So, Andy. We have a Deutsche. Thanks for coming by. Sorry we weren't here. Sorry, Andy. If yeah. you message us, uh, if anyone is coming out here and you're not going to be able to come on a Sunday, but you're coming on another day of the week, give us a shout-out, because if there's something going on or a ride or something, we'll invite you on it. Yeah, yeah, if, it's early in, yeah if it's early in the week, we'll uh, feed you tacos, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But what's Tuesday. cool is he... Um, <laughs> Specifically Tuesday. He yeah. wrote the note on a piece of paper he had... Uh, <laughs> Which is funny. He, he's he's doing the rounds because he went to Arlenes and he bought a, a t-shirt there. Nice. So I'm glad he got. Nice. To, it sounds like he's doing the rounds, and going and visiting and some receipt. some touring. cool stuff. The museum at Arlenes is amazing. Brad. Um, yeah. now just to bring it down, uh, a, a message I had put on our Facebook page mm-hmm. that says, um, yeah, basically it's it's one of those events that reminds us you know remember the choices that we're making remember to wear the right gear remember to maybe back off a little bit when you're having too much fun riding um remember to make sure everyone you love knows it because sometimes shit happens and unfortunately last sunday shit happened one of our own um didn't survive a crash up in the mountains doing a route we do quite often riding the mountains here in santa cruz um and we don't have many details other than he just hit some gravel lost control and hit a tree unfortunately so um we just want to you know message out to josiah and all of our friends josiah you will be remembered and i want to make sure that everybody else you know think of josiah or think of somebody you know that 
hasn't survived or who had uh, a crash that changed their life and in in other ways changed everyone else's life as well just remember the decisions we make can affect everybody in our community and um and sometimes it's not that you did something wrong it's just sometimes things don't work out so uh josiah i hope you're in a a better place and we're we're gonna miss you yeah mm-hmm. yeah and thanks for spending time with us josiah and sharing your wonderful kind and and friendly Hilarious. personality yeah. yes beautiful yeah. energy yeah he was a great guy and we'll definitely be very missed mm-hmm. yeah um all right who wants to follow that mm-hmm. can i can i, I say mean, I just can... uh there's a memorial in portland for him is there? Uh, yeah, next weekend. Remember Josiah? As uh, it's on November fifth. Remember oh, November fifth of huh? November. Yeah. yeah. I'll actually uh, on a similar note. I'll I'll say another thing. The um, mechanic that sold me my first bike um, died a few weeks ago. Oh. Was that um, the surfing? Yeah. No. Stanley lined. Oh, I don't know who's Stanley. He um, he was a big fixture in the Southern Vermont motorcycle community. Oh, okay. Oh, man. He was self-taught. He was he was you know one of the most generous guys you'll ever meet. So sorry about that, bro. Did he, he uh, die he was, on he a was, bike? He was yeah. out for a ride with his wife. Oh, She's she survived. Um, a, a truck pulled in front of him. Oh, he's uh God. yeah he's they yeah he, he's being prosecuted. But um, sorry, he, bud. He died. So. Sorry. That is a reality that we so, face. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we go out there and we yeah. we ride and we have fun and and you know, I always say, well, I hope if my I'm gonna die, I die doing what I love doing, and yep. um, I I don't hope that anyone else dies, but I always try and use these as reminders. I just think put that in the back of your mind. Yep. The next time you're going out there, maybe you know, make sure you have all your gear on. Make sure you've got your affairs in order um the only other thing too is um josiah was riding someone else's bike unfortunately um which just makes it a little bit worse so you know especially if you're ever riding someone else's bike really dial it down and i'm not saying that josiah was riding hard or above his abilities but take it extra special when you're on someone else's bike too because you just don't know their bike you know, it's not yours. Yeah. I've yeah. Even if it's your bike, the first six months are yeah. yep. way, statistically, way more dangerous mm-hmm. than... I'm still learning mine. I've had it seven, have 7,000 miles. Yeah. I'd, I don't get it. I've heard um, from a lot of people in the community, though, um, that if they die on their bike, they'll die smiling. So mm. that's... Um, as soon as I heard about Josiah, I immediately, like, just saw him smiling. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he'll be nice. remembered fondly. Exactly. All right. Carmel, you ready to follow that? Well, I think I am. Okay. So, Carmel. Yes. You're here. I'm here. All right. So, here's the deal. So, last week when Jocelyn was here, um, afterwards she messaged me. She says, oh, I know this awesome person. You totally have to have her on the podcast. (laughs) And she is in your city right now. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Really? (laughs) Shut the front door. (laughs) (laughs) I gave her a call and Carmel answered. And uh, I didn't have much story. Like, I don't know why you're so fascinating or interesting and should be on this podcast. But I was told by somebody whose opinion matters to me. So why don't you come be on our podcast? And you're like, okay. Here I am. Here she is. So 
who the fuck are you? <laughs> so, no. So, we'll get to the reason why you're here is you are on a journey. It's been over a year that you've been living on your bike, on the road. That's living right. the life that so many of us wish we could do. Sleeping on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> instead Except of, for that part. Instead yeah. of a shopping cart, I have a KLX 250. Exactly. And yeah. it, it's and a little it, faster. A little faster, but I pretty much look homeless. <laughs> you, it is. You are. It does homeless. look like a. Sh- yes. <laughs> Why do you have so many cans and bottles on your bike, by the way? <laughs> to ward off the evil spirits. <laughs> They're my friends. So, Carmel, where are you from? I'm originally from New York, but I've lived in Maine since 1974. Let's go with that. Okay. You're I own a house there. All right, so we're going to get to what caused this major breakdown in your life that you had to leave and hit the road. Okay. But first, let's go back. So how long have you been riding? I started riding in 1979 with a friend named Greg, with whom I still ride. Cool. Sick. Wow. Right. So awesome. how, what, you were like five or six? A little older. We were mm. in high school. We met in high oh, okay. school. We, we met in band. No joke. Wait, what kind of piccolo did you play? Clarinet. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, so what was the first bike you rode? Uh, The first bike I rode was the back of his Honda CB500. Yes, so many of us, it starts that way. And and what made you jump to riding yourself? Well, I really like being a passenger, but I thought if I like being a passenger... Being a driver is going to be much better. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I was right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was this still high school? This was still high school. Awesome. Nice. So what was the first bike you threw a leg over and popped the clutch on? <coughs> a Rebel 250. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. they had Rebel 250s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. No, they didn't. When yeah, did they, they come did. out? No, they didn't. A 82. long ass time ago. Mm-hmm. 82. Henry, you know Just that because one. they didn't have them when you were born, Liza. Or in high school. Okay. Or in your high school. <laughs> right. Yeah, they really have been around that up. time. Okay. That's a great starter bike. It was. So, where did you did you buy this bike? I did. So, you were like, I want to ride. I'm going to buy a bike. You're one of those. Now, will someone please teach me how to ride it? <laughs> no. Okay. Greg taught me how to ride it. Ah. Oh, perfect. So, guy. I grew up in a family with four girls. There are four mm. Reuben girls. There are mm-hmm. four Bolton boys. So, oh. it was like having brothers that I never had. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I skied with them, learned to ride motorcycles with them. It was nice. awesome. Yeah. So, how long did you have that Rebel 250 for? Not very long. I went away to college. Mm. Mm. Well, good for you, but I you traded it for <laughs> I traded it for a Volvo. Oh, oh. Mm. that's sorry. I a was Volvo, res- huh? I was responsible. Yeah, oh. yeah. There is a was in Unlike there. Unlike a college student, <laughs> like right, Volvo so, the Prius. So, how long until then? you got yeah. another bike? <laughs> so, Jesus I borrowed Christ. bikes for a long time. Mm-hmm. I had friends with bikes. Yeah, I was a borrower too. It was a lot less expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much less expensive. So what was the next bike that you bought with your own money? A Rebel 450. (laughs) Do you sense a theme here? Yeah. So how long until you uh, started leaving the the pavement and getting into dirt? A long, long, long time. Really? So Hmm. you were a street rider? I was a street rider. And my friend Greg used to 
take rides with his son, and I would see pictures of their tent in the middle of nowhere. And I said to Greg one day, how come we never take rides like that? And he said, because you don't have a dual sport. Mm-hmm. And I said, huh. Hmm. Did you say, what's a dual sport? I did not. Okay. <laughs> I said, let's start looking for one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. And Greg, Greg found one. So Greg is your pusher, basically. Greg is my pusher. <laughs> <laughs> He's, my, there's He's no your doubt. dealer. He's yeah. my dealer. So he said, I found a great bike for you. And this was after I was did the sort of the Goldilocks thing. First, I tried a V-Strum, and that was too clunky. Mm-hmm. And then I tried a BMW, and that was too expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I tried this one, and then I tried that one. And then I rode a 2001 Triumph Tiger in the pouring mm-hmm. rain. It was cold. It was a day kind of like today, misty. Mm-hmm. And I could not wipe the smile off my face. And I got off the bike, and I thought, you know, it's big, it's green, it's hideously ugly, but obscenely fun to ride. I want this bike. Cool. Not that one. What what year was it? That was a 2001. Oh, okay. So that one had some issues. It had been ridden hard and put up wet and Mm -hmm. needed some serious TLC. So Greg, who had lots of time on his hand, um, found one in Vermont, which is about 250 miles from his house, which is about 310 miles from my house. So I got up one morning and I got in my car and I drove to his house and I hopped on the back of his motorcycle. And in about two miles, I remembered why I'd gotten my motorcycle endorsement because I just about threw up in my full face. Oh, I know. Nice. Because you couldn't drive? Because I couldn't drive. And I thought, oh my God, I am going to buy this bike just so I don't have to ride (laughs) two hours all the way home. So we got to Vermont, 250 miles from Greg's house, asked the guy if I could take it for a hundred mile test drive he said sure wow so we'd pull out the driveway i ride i'm riding it and there's this button on the left this toggle and i can't figure out what it is pretty soon i start burning my hands i'm like okay those are (laughs) i could not turn them off i'm like greg i think you need to ride this bike you need to see if it fits okay if everything if it sounds right if it feels right and he gets on he's like what the my hands are burning i'm like oh yeah can you turn those off anyway (laughs) he finally figured out how to turn them off we rode back to vermont and i gave the guy the cash and we rode home it was a very 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 long day and i was just smiling and giggling i was so happy i don't think i've ever been so happy and cool. unlike jocelyn you are not diminutive in size so you don't have trouble finding bikes that fit you do you i do not no okay. i'm five over five nine yeah. so that was not an issue the tiger's tall and i just i love that bike nice yep. and that what year was that that you bought that that was in 2013 Nice. So it wasn't until 2013 that you got into that. And that seems like a big bike to get into dirt riding. You hadn't been doing just dirt riding. I had not been dirt riding. So Mm. Greg and I took a trip and I that was a uh, I rode out to Illinois to meet him. He had been out in Wisconsin visiting a friend, Mm -hmm. his brother, actually. And we took a two week ride out to New Mexico and back. And I dumped that bike in the New Mexico mud on New Mexico 126. Mm. I will never forget that. Helmet cam going. Greg behind me. (laughs) Passing a sign and it said New Mexico 126 may be impassable during winter months. And I'm like Uh I'm like well it looks okay. Let's find out. <laughs> we kept on going, and it was paved. I'm like, I really like New Mexico's idea of impassable. <laughs> and then we went over a grate, and then we went over 
a cattle guard, mm-hmm. and then it turned to dirt, mm-hmm. and then there was snow on the ground, Ooh. and then it turned to mud, and the next thing I know, I'm laying face down on the mud. Oh. And I Aww. have never stood up so fast in my whole life. <laughs> so I stood up, and I look at Greg, and I look at my bike laying face down in the middle of the road, and I look at Greg, and I'm like, now what? And all I can hear it, him in my calm in my ear laughing his <laughs> not are you okay is the bike okay <laughs> laughing because he had immediately immediately braked and he was down too <laughs> we both bikes just covered in mud and i'm like what do i do he's like well you could start by turning off your bike i'm like oh yeah right <laughs> anyway so so did that deter you at all because i'll tell you a, a big heavy bike and and a mud road is just does not sound like fun to me so immediately i thought I need a much smaller bike. (laughs) (laughs) So we finished a ride, had a great time, and I thought, I need a much smaller bike. Mm -hmm. And so I fostered a 2006 KLX 250 that I now own for a year, Mm -hmm. meaning somebody else owned it. I insured it, he registered it, I rode it for a while, and I thought, yep, this is better. So... You, but you still have your your big bike. I still have my big bike. Now, you. So that was your New Mexico trip. That was a trip to New Mexico and back. So you've done some other fun trips. I have. Baja, like Baja. Okay, who here wants to go to Baja? Okay, yeah, I I know, right? It's on my list too. So. So was this a a destination that you'd been thinking about going? Well, when Greg and I came back from our New Mexico trip, I said on the way back, we were probably three quarters of the way home, and I said, so Greg, where are we going to go next year? And he said, how about Baja? And I said, okay. (laughs) And then I said, how long do you think I'll need? And he said, oh, probably a month. And I said, okay. Wow. And so he and I had been talking about going to Baja. Greg is a ocean kayak guide. So he works really hard in Maine, leading people on kayak trips from May until about September, and then he has the rest of the year off. And a couple years before, he had taken a group of people kayaking in Baja, Mm. and he thought, oh my God, I need to come back here on a dirt bike. And so we decided that we were going to go to Baja. What bike is Greg riding? A DR650. Okay. So he and I had this plan. And Greg and I are pretty active in the main ADV or adventure rider community. And there's a really active Northern New England group, and there's a really good friend of ours who lives in Vermont named Tumu Rock. And Tumu... Is that a made-up name? No, it's a Samoan name. Thank Hmm. you. Cool. Tumu decided that he was going to enter the Baja Rally. Ooh. And so we're sitting around breakfast one morning at a rally, and we're talking, and Tumu says... I'm going to go to Baja. And Greg and I said, we're going to go to Baja. (laughs) And I said, when are you going to Baja? And he said, September. And he said, when are you going to Baja? And we said, September. And I said, well, when you're done with the rally, you want to ride with us? And he said, sure. And at some point, it occurred to me that as a privateer, meaning an individual going to sponsor himself, that he was going to need some help. And so I said to Greg, "What, what do you think if we spend the first week asking Tumu if he needs a hand? So we did. We were his support crew. So Greg loaded up our dirt bikes and all of our gear into his truck, and Greg drove cross-country while I was working, and then I flew out to San Diego, and Greg picked me up, and we drove our bikes to into Ensenada, 
and met up with Tumu and drove around for six nights and helped him out on the Baja Rally. So, all right, describe Baja, riding in Baja. What was it like? Because I want to do it. I want to know what it's like. So I obviously hadn't spent enough time enough time on my little bike. Because oh, wait, you took the little bike, not the big bike. Well, I took the little bikes. Got it. We put little bikes in the back of Greg's truck, and he spent 10 days and drove west while I worked so I could maximize my time. And it's hard to go all the way to Mexico and realize that I really don't like riding on sand. <laughs> There's a lot of sand okay, in Baja. This is good. I wanted to know this because I hate sand, too. Yeah, well... So I the, hate the beach, too. There's also a lot of pavement in Baja. Okay. So the good news is we got to scope it out because we drove for the first week driving around the rally mm. route. And then we tried to replicate the rally route. And I had a couple really bad offs in <gasps> the sand. Oh, no. And, I, and this was after, this was in 2014, just after the hurricane. And without the support of the Baja rally for fuel and water, we decided after about a week riding on our own that we were going to head north of the border. I'd like to point out, you know, somebody who's getting into this kind of adventure riding, um, people may have guessed by some of the years thrown out, you're not in your 20s. I'm not in my 20s. I'm in my 50s. You're in your 50s when you get into this riding. Yeah. Yes. I know, right? I'm feeling all old and raggedy. Not anymore. And it's like, oh, man. Just makes me want to just keep going but then i feel sore and stiff yeah but, <laughs> but um so you're riding in baja and no bad like no injuries or no anything? bad nothing the worst thing that happened was i tipped my bike over and i bent my racks and i ended up melting a piece of plastic on my bike you must have the tuck and roll down real good I just seem to land face first when I <laughs> So I have learned to always ride with my visor down. I, I'd like to say that Naked Jim has shown up now. Hey, what's happening? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can't tell. Can yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, we were riding some. So I'm curious, how many uh, like followers did you have in one day? What was your most followers in a day? Because uh, <laughs> usually a- one's followed by a third, a second. You'll a third. have to ask Greg. I think I fell seven times going oh. into going into Mike's Sky Ranch, and that's not even sand. That was dirt. I was so exhausted from the sand that mm. I just couldn't hold my bike up. So. Damn. I, he's a. I should yeah. say, Greg is a really good friend. He's also six six and close to three hundred pounds and strong as an ox. Ooh. So he is an awesome person to ride with. <laughs> <laughs> he's also the world's biggest flirt. So he makes friends wherever he goes. Hey, if he picks up bikes, that's okay. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's exhausting. You forget until you pick up a motorcycle once or twice, and I can't imagine one that heavy. It it takes it out of you. Well, the KLX just falls completely flat. It goes all the way over. <laughs> all the way. Mine so, basically is a second kickstand. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> how long did you end up spending there? So we spent two weeks in Mexico and then decided we needed to ride north. So then we had an awesome 3,200-mile loop from Ensenada back up. We went to the Grand Canyon, North Rim, South Rim, just had a ball cool. through Los Padres National Forest. So you're riding your KLX 250. I what, am. what is Greg riding? His DR650. Okay, so he's sticking with his medium bike. So he he's a big boy. <laughs> so he makes a DR650 look like a Kmart motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what size is your Tiger? 955. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So is it the eye? It is the eye. <laughs> 955i tiger what's Mm -hmm. the difference 
injected. Yeah, oh. Usually, if it's, there's an eye, it's the eye of the tiger. Means. It is the eye of the tiger. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. And so, were you guys camping and stuff? We there? were camping. Yep. So you're carrying all your gear. We're carrying all our gear. Had a camp stove, but in Mexico, it's so inexpensive that we just ate a whole lot of really good tacos. <laughs> nice. Mm. Yep. Nice. And then camped and, and cooked our way around. And I just, I have so much fun. And I love that type of, you know, they say adventures, what happens when the plan turns to shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's all about <laughs> attitude. And it, we just had such a good time. So this trip, it's it's feeding the monster, isn't it? It's It was. I came back and my parents said, well, you know, I hope that you got that out of your system. <laughs> right. And I said, <laughs> nope. I said, no, it made it worse. <laughs> Much to my parents' chagrin. So I have to say that my dad was in his 40s when I was born. And my father is very fond of telling the story that the obstetrician assured him I would be a great comfort to him in his old age. <laughs> and my dad, who's now in his 90s, still says it's nice to know that he is not old yet. <laughs> Rad. So you go back home. How long until you start planning your next trip? Immediately. <laughs> and what was the next trip? So I decided that for years I had ridden with Greg and he had done most of the route planning and logistics and kind of not valet parking my bike, but helping me on and off and getting it up on the center stand and greasing the chain. And I thought, you know what? I think I am ready. Screw you, Greg. That's really, you I got. don't know. No, you're really selling me on this Greg guy. I will. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you, that was part of the problem. His girlfriend was not too keen on him. Where do I get a Greg? So I, I, I have I'll to be, say I'll be Greg. that Ooh. Greg and I for years <laughs> crawled out of the same tent at adventure rallies and we would finish one another's sentences and eat off one another's plates. And there was a guy who was riding with us one day. That's and, like me and Knock and Jim. Yeah. We do all that. <laughs> Yeah, so, they all get out of the same town. Yeah, that's true. So, so Greg, Greg was gross. saying, oh, you know, my girlfriend. And he looks at me and he said, your husband has a girlfriend? And I said, oh. I said Greg and I are not married. And he said, oh, I just assumed you were. Wow. And so often people will say something to him like, you know, your wife. And he's like, oh, we're not married. Well, we were, just not to one another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... You, you decided you're going out. So I decided. saying, screw you, Greg. What'd so you do? I decided I want to take a solo trip. I wanted Uh-oh. to see what it was like to ride 5,000 miles by myself. No Greg mm-hmm. to pick your bike up. No Greg to pick my... And then we're talking about the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Back on the big bike. Back on the big bike. And I thought, huh, there's an ADV rally in Gunnison called Westfest. I think I want to go. Cool. And just like that, I planned a five-day ride out. Four days on the rally and five days home. Nice. So, like, how many miles a day are you doing typically? Five hundred, <sighs> four seventy-five oh. to five fifty. So, really, on a big bike like that, manageable. I was on the highways. I was mm-hmm. on the interstate. It was just an amazing experience. Exactly. Yeah. When you have the right bike, uh, do you have a big windshield on it? I have a big wind, tall windscreen. Yeah, and you can carry all the gear, and, and you don't have the stress of the wind, and the bike can just scoot along at a mm-hmm. good speed. It's really not as much stress on your body. It's it's ergonomically, it fits me really well. Right. So, how did that trip go? It was amazing. Oh. It was life-altering. I discovered that... I don't that need Greg. <laughs> I love to ride by myself. Oh. Not only Pretty do I awesome. love to ride by myself, but I can do it. Yep. Can you fart in front of Greg? Oh, pfft. 
Please, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. I fart in Liza in front of Liza, that's for yeah. sure. And she, she hears it in the middle of her sleep. She'll be like, nice one. I'm like, how do you hear that? That's pseudo weird sleep you do. Yeah. All right, so you Ew. did the trip. How long did you take this so one? I, I took five days to ride out mm-hmm. and four days at the rally and then one day with my best friend in Colorado Springs and then Josie. back home. Now, um, throughout this time, you'd become very active in ADV riding in Maine. Yes? I was, and I just I felt like I had this instant kinship and fellowship with these men and women, and there are a lot of women in Maine and northern New England ADV riding, and they were like brothers from other mothers and sisters from different misters. They were just, they are my family. So what's the riding like there? Because we're very restricted where we can ride off-road here. What's it like in Maine? So... Maine has a big history of public access, and snowmobiling is a really big activity, winter activity. But the ground is frozen when people are snowmobiling across private property. And there are snowmobile clubs, and there are ATV clubs, and a lot of them do not allow motorcycles. Hmm. And we have an issue with registration. If you have a plate on a motorcycle, and you're on a trail, a game warden technically can give you a ticket. Really? Yes. Okay, explain Uh. that. So, an off-road bike is an off-road bike. Okay. A street bike is a street bike. Mm -hmm. But we ride them in both places. Yeah, so you can't have an off-road bike on the street, therefore, you shouldn't have a street bike on off-road? Well... What kind of whacked up politics Mm. you got going on there? Have you heard about our governor? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes. Paula Page. Yes, I have. Turn the page, page. Yeah, well, not when you live there. (laughs) I did. So, um, (laughs) so I got got involved with a group that was forming the Maine Dual Sport and Dirt Bike Riders Association. There you go. Organize. That's what you got to do. Mm Organize through AMA and work with landowners and try to convince them that motorcycles are not the ones dumping the washing machines <laughs> and refrigerators in your back 40, folks. Really, we're not. We like to they, carry swear, gear, but not that. I swear they drag that refrigerator out there behind them. Exactly. <laughs> that should be our next uh, skill test. <laughs> the refrigerator <laughs> The appliance <laughs> There's a refrigerator across the street right now, a mini fridge. How long? Long? You have to be able fridge. to Haul go around the block with a mini fridge a on your bike. Tug of war. <laughs> so like you've, got, you've got the carousel out there? I'll yeah. just strap it to my rack. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. Isaac. <laughs> there you go. We'll break it up um, to the electrical system. <laughs> so, yeah, so you got active in the ADV riding there. Have you guys been making any changes? They're, they're working on allowing... It's, you know, it's a legislative process. It's very slow. Can I ask a question? You may. Why don't you just take your license plates off? (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't. Is there an off-road registration? You didn't think of that one, did you? You didn't think of that one, did you? (laughs) Some people do. Yeah. (laughs) I have a, you have to have a sticker for off-road. And if you have a sticker, you're not supposed to have a white plate. Uh Which, by the way, whose white plate is that up there? (laughs) You have a main motorcycle plate up there. Yeah, we do. I need that for my collection. Whose is that? Uh, Whoever wants it. No, who, who left it here? I don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to make me go back and look up that plate number when I get home? Okay. 
<laughs> they'll let you look that up. Story at nine. Yeah, friends. Ah, okay. So, um, <laughs> I, I just find it. I, I just find well, awkward. Obviously, you have like some of the big bikes that look like road bikes, but like Jim and I have DR three fifties. Yeah, look well, exactly. The, I mean, they're dirt bikes. And the they thing, are. the thing that comes with a, a, a DMV registration is cleaner emissions. So why wouldn't you want to allow cleaner running bikes right. into the woods, right? I mean, even though I took all the emission shit off mine, but conceptually. <laughs> <laughs> it's set up for cleaner running, so I think who knows? I think the initial thought Some was that single track motorcycles are going to tear up the farm fields, and if you're haying or you have livestock, <coughs> and it's not like a snowmobile that's riding on frozen ground. I don't and, really and, know. And it's to be, also probably a way for them to make more money where you have to if you want to do both kinds of riding you need to buy nope. two motorcycles and pay two registrations. Yeah, maybe. That's right. why you support your AMA, right? All right. So you've got your big tiger? Yes. And your KLX. Yeah. Any other bikes in the stable? Well, I after the Rebel 450, I went to Honda Shadow 600. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just moving up the Rebel family. Okay. But I sold that. So I'm down to 2. 2 is fine. Um, but you weren't done traveling. You still had the bug, didn't you? Oh, really bad. Really bad. So you're planning something else, weren't you? So I had met a group of women online, uh, female adventure riders, and one of them had invited me on a ride to ride in India from Leh to Ladakh over the world's oh. most, mm-hmm. but it was exactly the same two weeks I had made the commitment to myself. This to is the one that go to West Fast. My friend Ruth went on, right? Correct. Yes, Ruth from Chickistan. Yeah. Yes. So wow. that ride was led by a woman named Tif- a British woman by the name of Tiffany Coates. Yes, she's mm-hmm. well known. So Susan from New Jersey invited me to go, and I said, oh, I really want to go, but I've made this t- commitment to myself, so I'm gonna pass. But I'm going to save for a year, and I'm going to go wherever it is you guys are going next year. Nice. Cool. So she came back, and she said, Tiffany's decided that we're going to go to Madagascar. What do you think about Madagascar? What? And I said, yes. Don't they, do they have penguins there? I thought that was just a movie. No, that they have there. lemurs. <laughs> lemurs, that's what they got. Those are they real, too? Lemurs. Yeah, those are real. Uh, so <laughs> I said, how long? And she said, three weeks. Wow. And I thought about it for a few minutes, and I thought about where Madagascar is. It's the world's fourth largest okay. island off I, the coast of Africa. Thank you. In the Indian Ocean. And I thought, oh, I have to go to South Africa to go to Madagascar. I really want to see South Africa. Mm. So in the meantime, my best friend said, I want to go to Madagascar with you. And I said, you know, I think that's a really great idea, but I don't think, because she's not a rider, sitting in the support van (laughs) is the way to see Madagascar, because I think the only time the van's going to stop is when a bike breaks down. You don't speak French or Malagasy. They don't speak English. Let's see if we can find something else for you to do in Madagascar. So she found an eco-tour that meshed perfectly with the ride. Literally, the <clears> same <throat> night, we were scheduled to meet at the same hotel to start our groups. Oh, wow. wow. So I thought, well, you know, these women who are going to Madagascar, well, they're essentially in a totally different socioeconomic class than I. They all either divorced really well <laughs> or 
have really well-paying jobs. You know, I have to say, I was <clears throat> I was surveying the group on the GS ride and looking at everyone going, what do you do for a living? What do you do for yeah, a living? Yeah, I know. Yeah. They have How really you, nice bikes and Not really just riding, nice and they all have really nice gear and everything. Yes. I'm there with my built helmet, which I had the foresight to put stickers over all the built symbols. <laughs> Before I went out with that group, because I knew what I was getting into. Oh, yeah. Did you put Harbor Freight stickers on? <laughs> no, not like John Dalton. <laughs> so I thought, well, I want to go do safari first, because there's a really good chance I'm going to get seriously injured riding in Madagascar. So I want to go see all the big five and do all my safaris and see Africa first. <laughs> and my best friend said, I'll go with you. And then she said to me, how long do you think it takes to see Africa? And I said, I don't know, four weeks? And then I thought, oh, crap. Four weeks in Africa, three weeks in Madagascar, that's seven weeks. I only have six weeks of vacation. Hmm. This could be a problem. Mm. Mm. So when I was getting involved with the Maine Dirt Bike Riders and Dual Sport Association, one of the Portland paper sent their reporter, their outdoor reporter, to ride with us. And she wrote an article in which she attributed a quote to me. And whether or not I actually said it, I don't know, but it sounds like something I could have said. (laughs) I was quoted in the paper as saying, adventure motorcycling, it's more of a lifestyle for me than a hobby. And that sort of, I thought about that. And I thought, you know what? I read about people who quit their jobs and just ride. And I've been saving for two years to redo my kitchen. Mm. I could take that money Mm. and I could probably quit my job Rent my house, and all all the wheels are turning, all and the pieces ride. are starting to and fall I could together. Ride down somewhere and leave my bike somewhere warm in September, October, and fly to Africa and hang out with Elise, and then go to Madagascar and meet Tiffany and the other girls and ride. Dang. And so this is where you decided to leave your life behind and start a new life. November of 2015, and I said, well. December 1st, 2015, my work plan for 2016 is due at the office. So, let me get this straight. So, there wasn't like a bad breakup or a life-changing car accident or somebody died or something happened. There wasn't some huge event in your life. There was. There were those two-wheeled instruments <laughs> sitting in my garage. And, and it, not enough vacation time at work. It's a disease, I tell you. Well, so I just, on December you, you got 1st, the bug. I turned in my work plan. I thought, well, look, if I quit my job, I only have to do an eight-month work plan instead of a 12-month work plan. This will work. <laughs> so I turned in my work plan, and it went through August. And at the last page of my work plan, where the last quarter should have been, was a letter of resignation. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And I You just write out your whole ride plan for them. (laughs) (laughs) This is my work plan. (laughs) You're gonna pay me for it. Can I ask what kind of work you do? So I had been in project management, technical project management, and then had been the operations manager for the judicial branch and then had wormed my way into their communications manager. So I did websites and instructions for legal forms and things like that. This is for the state of Maine? For the state of Maine. And I loved my job, and I loved my boss, and I loved my salary, and I loved my benefits, and six weeks of vacation. Mm -hmm. And I quit. Wow. And then the entire month of December, I woke up every night in a cold sweat. Oh, my God. (laughs) Full-blown panic attack. What the... 
have I done? I have quit my job. What happens if I don't rent my house? What am I going to do? Oh, my God, I've said it out loud. Now I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I started advertising my house for rent. I started going through my possessions. My best friend came twice to help me go through things. I started giving things away. And that was it. I said it out loud. I had to do it. Cool. So... This is where the next chapter of your life begins. Before we get there, yes, I wanted to do a Craigslist porn pick, pick of the, the week. week. So I thought, you know what? I think a lot of people dream about picking up and moving. And the number one question everyone has is, how can you afford to do that? Well, the first step is you have to find a good bike that you know that's an affordable bike. So I asked Isaac to try and find an affordable bike that you could pick up and start riding around the country on. And I gave him a really low budget. I gave, what did I give you? $1,000? Well, first he gave me 1500 I, I said that I pick my bike because it was 13 He sassed me, so I cut it down to 1000 That's what you get. So, so you're saying Harley, right? So I said $1,000. See if you can find a bike on Craigslist that you would hop on and ride around the country. Did you find one, Isaac? I found a 1986 Honda Goldwing Cade for 600 Wow. Runs, runs and registered. Wow. Yes. What? Wow. Did you check? Did someone buy it already? Not, not runs when ran when parked? <laughs> well, posted two days ago in Santa Cruz. Wow. In Santa Cruz? Oh, Santa Cruz? Oh, Actually, shit. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Aspencade, huh? Yeah. So, is there you know, a phone number? So you get to, Can we call them? So you get to ride it for about, like, you know, a thousand miles, and then you spend a year changing the water pump. Okay, and yeah. how, how bad was the wreck that it was in? No, it looks great. It's a nice really? picture. Yeah, Man. Dude needs to get rid of it quick. Should I call him? Yes. And ask him about the bike? Yes, you should. Alright, let's Might do well. this. Hold on. What's... Wait, are we going to have like an intervention like, right here on the show? <laughs> oh, dun, dun, dun. We, sir, we need Can to relieve you of your I bike. Know, I need everyone to remember Isaac. to stay quiet. Okay, hold on. Show me the number. It should be... Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Watching bad okay. decisions being made. quiet. <laughs> right in the this guy does not know he's on a podcast. Hello? Hey, I'm calling to see if the bike is still available. Oh, you know what? I, uh, I sold it. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, thanks for calling. Uh. Can, I, can I just ask you? It seems like such a cheap price. Why was it so cheap? Nice. Well, I hope space. I hope somebody got it who can really put it to good use. Yeah, it looks like he's going to take it for a good ride. So. Awesome. All right. Well, best of luck then, man. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. bye. Well, oh. that one got away. Oh. <laughs> That's a good job, Isaac. That was a good find. And, yeah. And of, course, yeah. and of course, the Craigslist poster doesn't take it down after it's oh, been Of course sold. he does. Of course not. <laughs> but, um, Santa Cruz. That's a perfect yeah, example. Six hundred bucks <laughs> for a bike registered and running. Hop on and ride and go as far as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For six hundred bucks, you know, if you ride it for two months, you get your money's worth out of it. Right. You just push it off totally. into the woods. <laughs> that's fifty cents. Well, and he says that's what he has yes. into it, which sounds what like he did a lot of repairs on it. Mm-hmm. So that's well, good find, Isaac. Couldn't have done too many repairs if he's into it for six hundred bucks. So, the tr- which brings us back to Carmel. So you're making plans. You're deciding. 
what to keep, what to give away. So, and you've got two bikes to choose from. So, obviously, you're going to take the nice, big, sturdy bike that can carry lots of gear. Yes? No. What? Liza, I decided to take the little bike. <laughs> wow. Wait, because so how long were you planning on heading out for? A year. Okay. Wow. Actually, it turned into be 14 months because that's, I wanted to ride to Alaska. Nice. I had to be in Colorado Springs in May for my goddaughter's graduation. And I thought, end of May, perfect time to head to Alaska and then back east across Canada. So that was the one thing I committed to. I could be in the middle of the continent, in the middle of the ride. Very cool. And why did you choose the little bike? I wanted to just slow down. So Mm. I called my ride Thin Line Ride because there's a thin line between doing something stupid and doing something brave. And I'm not sure which one, quitting your job at the height of your career, in your 50s, to go ride around on a 250cc on-road, off-road bike is. But I did it. Mm-hmm. All right, so you plan to be on the road for like 14 months, and yeah. you are, what, at month 13 right now? I'm at month 13 right now. Mm-hmm. And, cool. but your your trip did get cut short at some point it did so the plan originally was there wasn't going to be a plan i was just going to be leave maine mid-september ride down leave my bike in atlanta fly to south africa with my best friend spend four weeks in south africa fly over to madagascar meet tiffany and the girls ride the entire length of Madagascar. That's so cool. Come back to Atlanta, <laughs> pick up my bike. Greg, remember Greg? Mm-hmm. Greg was going to come down and meet me. Hey, Greg. Yeah. And he did. Cool. And we yeah. rode down to the Keys, and we checked out my parents' house in Florida, got it opened up for them, worked our way west, met all kinds of amazing people, bought a national park pass, just having a great time in Arizona in February. You get around. Yeah. Yeah. I got word that my tenants wanted to move out. Oh, no. I'm like, well, you know, that's great, but you have a lease. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but we want to move out. And we're going to trash the place. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't say that at first. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, a retired couple in their 60s, mind oh. you. Mm-hmm. Not kids. Cocaine's anyway. a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story short. They claimed there was mold in the house. Mm -hmm. I said, if there's mold in the house, you pay for a mold test. If it's positive, I'll reimburse you. They said, we can't afford a mold test. And I'm thinking, that's strange because you're paying an awful lot of rent. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I ended up having a mold test. It was positive. In the report, I can see that they had their big, fancy outdoor furniture that had been out on the deck before I left. Apparently had gotten wet in a rainstorm. Moved the furniture into the two guest rooms. Closed closed the guest room doors and then started burning the wood stove in October. Oh, jeez. And sure enough, there was mold in the house. Mm. So So you brought it in, huh? So, yep. So mitigation, repairs, painting, seven grand. Wow. Plus, they stopped paying rent in February. Oh, jeez. So your trip gets cut short. You go back, you're done. You pack it in. So I'm in Moab. In May, and I think, God, I really need to head back and check on my house. Because Greg had left in February, and a friend of mine was out from the East Coast in his van with his dirt bike. And I said, Tyler, hey, can I put my bike and my gear in your van and ride home with you? And he said, sure. So it was kind of fun. I was able to surprise my mom for Mother's Day. Mm. That's cool. And stepped into my house, and it had been beautifully repaired and painted. And I looked around, and I thought, nope. 
I'm not done with whatever this is I'm doing. <laughs> Even though I had pretty severe tenant PTSD, I'm like, what are the chances of getting two crappy sets of tenants in a row? Mm. Put my house back on the rental market? Pretty high. They're pretty high. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me that. <laughs> Found new tenants, and here I am. Let me ask you something. They're still there? Are you concerned at all that you may never be ready to go back? So the reason I didn't sell my house was because I thought if I sold my house, I would never go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sell your house. So I've decided to rent my house. So when I went back in May, I was out of ride money. So I owned a VW TDI, mm-hmm. and I was able to sell it back to VW, and that's what's funding this year's ride. Nice. Was it one of the like VW screwed it up was. cars? It was. Nice. Well, it was a diesel. One of the cheetah cars. It was a cheetah car. <laughs> All right, so I think everybody has the same question. How do you afford to do a ride like this? So you what know, was your budget? What what are you were you planning to spend every day or week? So before I answer that, I would look at that forum on ADV Rider. We quit our job, sold everything in our riding. And I'm thinking, these guys must be trust funders. How do you afford? And I've met people on the road mm-hmm. who've been on the road for two years, three years, four years, five years. And I'm thinking, how do they do it? I met a pacifist monk that wore robes and rode a GS. Nice. <laughs> he begged for oil at, at uh, mechanics. <laughs> wow. The weirdest guy I've ever met. <laughs> well, I have to say that... People You're not that weird. Are, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. People are, that's the thing that has been so surprising and just so moving to me is how incredibly generous total, complete strangers are. Can well, you give us some examples? Well, she was here for three minutes, and you're digging through the donation. Are those the boots you dug out yes. of that donation pile? Not only. <laughs> Shit, those are nice. I love them. Those are They're so nice. They're so comfortable, because living in off-road boots for eight to ten hours a day, mm-hmm. they need to be comfy. And sometimes I don't take them off, and I go hiking in them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these are really nice. Wow. So, Thank I don't you. remember who dropped them off, but, you know, for, Thank you. for those who donate... To here, and these are a perfect example of we try and find better homes for them. So I'm great. I, I, I'm glad to see so it go leaving, to somebody who needs them. I'm leaving a pair of boots that are excellent dry weather boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're very supportive and they're super comfortable, but they're very wet. She uh, when she put these on, she went in the backyard and we just put a hose on her. I know. Feet. I was just watching <laughs> you guys and like she's just spraying her with the hose. I'm like, like she's oh. only been here for five minutes. You're spraying her with the hose. <laughs> no. Hey, what was the um? What was the? I, I want to see a website you utilized for camping at people's place. That seemed pretty cool. So there's a thread on ADV Rider called Tent Space, mm-hmm. and it is made up of riders and people who know of riders and who open their homes or their spare rooms or their Airbnb houses or sometimes a patch in the backyard to pitch a tent. And it has been such a fun experience. Very cool. Is that how you met uh, was it Paul? That's how I met Paul. So you were staying with I Paul. I stayed in Santa Cruz with a rider who posted that he had um, a room available. Big hunky firefighter, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, does hey. he have a mustache? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is he like a Greg? Ooh. I don't know yet. Mm. On a, yeah. on a, oh, uh, yet. <laughs> on a scale from zero to Greg, how Greg? <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could be Greg Plus. Greg Plus. Ooh. Greg Plus a fire hose. Oh. <laughs> That's Ooh. what I'm saying. <laughs> Paul, if you're listening, I will My. call you later. Especially if you drive a pumper. So, yeah, so you, you, there's a resource that you're finding. Um, 
places to stay? There are. So how often, like, how many days a week are you staying with strangers? So it depends. I showed Isaac the map. And there are huge... So many. Well, if you look at like Nevada and the Dakotas, there's one person in each state. <laughs> so Yeah, but you can camp anywhere in those states. That's true. So yeah. it doesn't matter. If so, you're a chick, if you're a dude, you're hosed. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I would say I probably stay with someone two days a week. That's pretty cool. And right. I probably disperse camp three days a week. And... Then I stay with friends. I have lots of friends. Cool. And you're staying here tonight. And I am. And I have made, I meet new friends. Yeah. yeah. That's usually how it works. But my budget is about <laughs> yeah, so $30 a day. Okay. And that Noise. is food, fuel, tires, bike maintenance. And if I have to pay for camping, that really yeah. cuts into it. That's pretty mm. tight. Ooh. So there are days when I eat Power Bars and tuna and dehydrated peanut butter. Ooh. Is that is that the hardest thing about life on the road? I have some dehydrated peanut butter. It's actually have. really good. Yeah, I like mm. it. Surprisingly, wow. especially when you're hungry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about bacon. it. <laughs> no, it does not. Mm. You don't have to worry about it spilling and the oil getting all over everything, yes. and you can just mix up what you want. Mm. Well, so what is the hardest thing of living on the road? I really miss vegetables. Mm, I crave yeah. greens. So there are times oh. I'll go into the store and I'll buy a two pound bag of kale and i'll just devour the whole thing dude yeah. well it's not necessarily vegetables but we've got so oh, many yes. fruits growing here in santa cruz mm-hmm. we all go around and like harvest uh like we've Pear got season. pears here uh, i found out uh jim that thing growing on your back uh, is that passion flower or? it's a it's a banana passion fruit it looks yeah. like a banana hmm. you crack it open and it's got seeds in it that look like pomegranate. It it's tastes like, like sweaty balls, didn't but, it? But no, it's, <laughs> and it tastes like grapefruit. Well, I really didn't want to hear where she was going when she said something about something growing on your back. <laughs> um, and it was a banana and you cracked so, it open and all right, nuts. So, <laughs> 30, $30 a day. Have you, have, you had, have you had any emergencies that used up your funds? I, had, I got really sick in Texas last year. Mm. Luckily, I was staying with friends. Um, but so sick I couldn't move for two weeks. Ooh, and geez. I was when I was finally well enough, I rode back across Texas to Lufkin, Texas, where a friend of mine is an MD. Actually, the same friend who made the venison sausage that we were eating earlier. So good. Um, and he treated me. I had a nebulizer treatment and a chest x-ray and a couple of shots for free. Wow. wow. But that probably would have cost about $25, it? It was a sickness that came on suddenly? Or it you, was, like, you had time I to had, get somewhere? Uh, sort of a bronchial infection that got yeah. out of control. Mm. And mm. so for two weeks, all I could do was drag myself Ooh. off the couch into the shower to have a hot, steamy shower to try to clear my chest. Yeah. I couldn't breathe. I oh, couldn't catch man. my breath. Those are nasty. I guess what yeah. I'm thinking yeah. is, like, if it had struck on the road, how long would you have been able, like, once you realized this is out of my control, how long would you have had to get somewhere? I, I probably would have gone to an urgent care facility in no. a week or two. Yeah. yeah. So, I was afraid I had pneumonia. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're meeting people as so, you So, but go. after that, yeah. I had the weirdest thing. My helmet, which I had loved, I couldn't wear my helmet for more than 45 minutes without getting an excruciating headache. Oh. And so I had to invest in a new helmet. Oh, so that kind of, I spent almost $700 on a new, on a new Arai XD4. Jesus. Worth it, though. Because I yeah. only have one head. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Brain insurance. Well, I mean, like a really nice helmet you could have on for hours and hours at a yeah, time, and it doesn't feel like you my have other helmet had been lighter. fine. I don't know yeah. for I wore it everywhere. Anyway, was that when you cut your hair? No. <laughs> well, and 
I wanted to kind of jump in because looking on her Facebook page, I noticed that she recently cut her hair short, that she had very long hair. <clears throat> and it reminded me of Elspeth Beard's story, um, the Elspeth Beard book, uh, Lone Rider, which is a really great book. If you haven't read it, check it out. But she talked about how um, it was just she cut her hair just to make life a little simpler, right? I... And, I, and I'm not finding it any simpler. And I wondered so. if it was a so. parallel. So I actually gave Carmel Elsbeth's book to read this weekend, which she did. And I'm wondering what parallels did you discover? First between of all, two? I loved the book. Mm-hmm. I think Good. it's such a great read, even for someone who's not a motorcyclist. Mm-hmm. I think anyone would enjoy reading it. So the fact that her parents were not oblivious, but when she had contact with them, it was about trivial things and not about her trip and what was happening and I guess I realized that was going to happen because my dad said oh you know you're going to quit your job they're not going to want to hire you back and I said dad I'm going to come back a different person I'm not going to want to do the same thing when I come back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that that they didn't realize that this was a life-altering event right and so that really hit me hard for her that her parents didn't understand it or get it but her brother kind of did right um about being alone on the road and the sort of empowerment and freedom and the reactions that you get when you pull your helmet off and people realize that you're a woman i'm still shocked that people uh, are shocked i'm in the grocery store i come back out to my bike and people are standing around my bike and they're like you're not what i expected and i say (laughs) and what did you expect I, i didn't realize that at first they meant a guy Mm-hmm. We thought this was going to be a man's bike, not a woman riding a bike like this. Yep. Hmm. And I first encountered that on a ride with Greg. We were riding somewhere in the Midwest, and we were fueling up. And a guy comes over, and he's looking at my bike, and looking at Greg, and looking at me, and looking at my bike, and looking at Greg, and finally says to Greg, I would never let my wife or girlfriend ride a bike like that. You're on the Tiger? I'm on the Tiger. And Greg, really quick wit, looks at me and says, well, it's a damn good thing she's neither. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I would never let my wife or girlfriend ride a bike that big, that ugly. I mean... First of all, fuck you for saying let. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's other people you know, putting their fears on you. And, and possessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> I just cut my hair because I've had long hair for 50-something years, and it was just time for a change, and my best friend was here with me, and she's got really short, really fashionable hair, and she went in for a haircut, and she said, this woman does a really great job, and if you want to get your hair cut, I think now would be a great time, and your birthday's coming up, and how about you just do it? You look very independent and sassy. I told you earlier that looking at your old pictures, I imagined you were somebody who grew zucchini and had your own bees. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my mother. Uh, I've always heard when a lady cuts her hair. What's wrong with zucchini and and peas, man? (laughs) When a lady cuts her hair and does like a big, big hair change, it's always something really important. I did that. A bunch of my friends have done that. Like with big life changes, big haircuts. So long as you don't get the I want to see your manager haircut. Yeah. That's not a good good change. Is that the one with the dyed streak? The one where it's short in the back and then it like like down the side of your face. That's Chelsea. Emo cut. (laughs) So. But you have been meeting a lot of people on the road who are supporting what you do. I have met. And in fact, they give you money. They do. What the heck? Unsolicited, they give me money. What? So they say, oh, you must be really rich. And I'll say something like, no, I'm doing this ride on 30 bucks a day. And they say, 
can I fund a day? Wow. Or can I fund two days? That's I was That's super I cool. was riding in in South Dakota in Custer State Park and I rode up this you know, I see a, ro- a road that says no trailers. I'm like, oh, that's got to be a fun road. So I drive up the um, Coolidge Fire Tower Road, and I get up to the top, and there are three guys on KTMs up there. And I said, oh, my peeps. And I start talking to them. First of all, I take my helmet off, and they're surprised it's a woman. Mm-hmm. And I start talking to them, and they had trailered up from Kansas City, and they're riding. Yep. <laughs> 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 it's near Sturgis. And they're. Uh, you know, they have limited time and they want to get there and they have a huge horse trailer and six bikes and three guys. And um, they said, well, we have an Airbnb with an extra room. You want to, we'll make you dinner. You want to take a shower and do laundry? And I said, yes. <laughs> and so I went back and I'd like to point out too earlier in the parking lot, I said, hey, do you want to do laundry? This happy dance erupted <laughs> in the parking lot. You want to make a traveler happy? Clean socks. Just oh, it's say like, the word laundry. It's yes. like sex. Yep. It is. It's yep. better. It's <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> it lasts longer. Do you yeah. want to put your <laughs> clean laundry lasts all week long? Right? <laughs> Two weeks if you're lucky. Do you want to put your dirty business in my wet hole? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> we can see. I want to get hot and bothered later. <laughs> get all agitated. Fireman and, Joe looks uh, like lathered. <laughs> What's this story about pie? So, I really like pie. I like pie. Mm-hmm. I Wait, like what's to, your favorite pie? pie? I like to make pie. I like to eat pie. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I, I stayed Both with kinds. someone uh, for a week, actually, uh, an ADV host, and I made a different pie every night for a week oh, wow. and they joked that my next bike was going to need to be a gold wing because I was going to eat so much pie. <laughs> <laughs> you just missed that $600 one. That's too bad. Is this uh, I know. sweet or savory pies? It doesn't matter. Oh, all right. Like now ru- we're talking. Do you like rhubarb? I love oh. rhubarb. Mm. Pecan? Pecan. You, I make an amazing pecan bourbon dark chocolate pie. Uh, oh. oh. Do you need somewhere to stay? I will fight you. For like a week. And uh, she's going to be visiting the Gizditch Pie Barn here. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, my yeah, favorite there is the Ulali Berry. So I hadn't had Ulali Berry until I went to Limbs recently, mm-hmm. which I understand is a California term, fancy term for blackberry pie. Mm-hmm. It's a blackberry it's, raspberry hybrid. Yeah, it's yes. a hybrid pie. I, I, I looked it up because I'm like, what is that? I didn't what know the hell? Ulali. And there's anyway, 10 ways to spell it. It was. Awesome. Limbs has really good pie. Mm-hmm. Madonna in, not so much. <laughs> mm. And what about the guy in Ohio? So the guy in Ohio, I met on my solo ride. And I was on I-80, and it was really hot. And I was in my one-piece, really hot Roadcrafter Aerostitch commuting mm-hmm. suit, mm-hmm. looking like an astronaut. <laughs> feeling a bit like an astronaut and I pulled into a rest area because I needed air conditioning and I needed mm. to rehydrate yeah. and so I was took my helmet off and I had my helmet and my glasses on a garbage can which I inadvertently was next to an ATM machine and this guy is at the ATM machine he's done at the ATM machine he comes over to the garbage can to throw away his receipt I put out my hand meaning to take the receipt not put my hand out for money <laughs> and, and he, I was going to put it in the garbage form and he said oh honey do you need money and I said oh no and so we started talking and he said well what are you doing and I said I'm, I'm riding to Chicago I mean to Colorado and he said 
by yourself? And I said, yes. And he said, you're staying in hotels. I said, no, I'm camping. And he said, why? And I said, well, I'm on a budget and I like it. And he said, oh, well, tell me you're eating in restaurants. I said, no, I have a camp stove and I'm cooking. And he said, oh, take $20 and get yourself a nice meal. And I said, no, really, I'm, I'm, I have a job. I'm on paid vacation. It's all good. And he said, no, take $20. And I said, okay. <laughs> and so I finished my drink and I used the restroom and I get all suited up and I go outside. And I'd shown him pictures of my bike on my phone. And he goes outside and his car is blocking my bike. And the windows are rolled down, the air conditioning is on, and he said, give me back my 20. And I said, okay. And I hand him the 20, and he puts a $100 bill on my hand. He said, I have daughters. He said, I want you to get a hotel room one night. And I said, look, mister, I'm not taking $100, and you need to move your car, because I'm starting to overheat, and I need to get moving. Mm. And he said, I'm not moving until you take my $100. (laughs) And this total stranger gave me a hundred dollars wow and so i rode to colorado and on my way back i really hate riding across kansas because it's like riding in a dryer it's hot mm-hmm. and windy and really boring and it takes every ounce boring. of self-restraint i'm from kansas nothing but corn and moths oh my it's god it's like escape now <laughs> so i rode from colorado springs i made it all the way to topeka which is a long day mm-hmm. and it was probably eight o'clock at night and it was still about 91 degrees and i thought i am not camping tonight so i pulled into a motel six i got myself a room i asked who had the best barbecue takeout in town Mm. i called in an order i rode across town i picked up my order i went back and i ate barbecue in an air-conditioned room nice thanks to a total stranger the week before in ohio what kind of barbecue nice really good barbecue brisket there is probably a bathtub too I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> now, so you're doing the maintenance on your bike. I'm yeah. learning. You're learning as I you go. I'm learning. Have you changed but, a tire yet? Oh, yes. There you go. Like on the side of the road? No, I have not. <laughs> the hike Knock on wood. Mm. Had a flat on the road yet. Mm. I'm but sorry I, have I a, said that. Because <laughs> no. I'll be calling you when I do. So Call Emma. The the KLX the is, pie, I'll be there. is known for having a problem with the kickstand, and you have found a creative solution. Did I, did you all see this yes. in the parking lot? First of all, what's the problem? So the problem is the kickstand length and angle are all wrong. So even on a level parking lot with nothing on the bike, it falls over. It comes all the towards way over. The kickstand. Towards the kickstand. It just <laughs> keeps on coming towards you, coming towards you, coming towards you, and then it just goes boom. And it went boom once into the door of my host family. Oh. And it put a $1,900 hole in their BMW oh. car door. Oh, God. Oh. Ow. Ow. So Progressive covered that claim for me. Oh, I did not good. have to pay for that. That's good. But I think they called to verify my story, and then they called to verify the owner of the car story, and our stories were identical, that it was a level, not windy day. No one was around. We were all on the other side of the house. We heard a noise. We walked around, and we went, oh, my God. <laughs> so I have a Finnish friend who is a design engineer, <laughs> and I spent a night with him in Niagara Falls on my way west. And he said, we need to fix that because I've broken not one, not two, not three, but four windscreens when the bike oh, falls over. Man. So all my, all my stickers, all my really good stickers <laughs> that I put on my windscreen, all gone. Oh. Anyway, so Hanu took a broom handle and took a saw and cut it. 
and bolted two washers on the end of it and cut a little notch. And I had been using a ski pole and the mm. aluminum ski pole <laughs> collapsed. Oh. So he took the handle from the ski pole, which is now screwed What's into that? the broomstick, uh-huh. which is not a broomstick. It is a anti-gravity device. Mm-hmm. And it clips because in. Because an engineer made it. Exactly. <laughs> it, it fits behind my cases. and then It's not it, a stick, it's a device. Exactly. It straps in and it has worked so well that I think I may take $75 and buy myself a new windscreen. Cool. Yay. Excellent. So, how many miles have you done already? So, I left. It was, my bike odometer read 11,595 miles, and it was 41,693 in the parking lot. Wow. Wow. So, almost as far as Lisbeth, but all in North America. Wow. Man. So, um, where, where are you going next? What's, what, how, how much longer are you going to be on the road? So, my house is rented now. Um, for another 11 months. So I have 11 mm. months to do whatever, go. So the plan is, there is no plan. It's the type of ride where the road conditions and the weather forecast and who I meet along the way dictate where I go and how long I stay. I just want that to sink in, everyone. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, you, no schedule. I'm totally No jealous. plan. You just take opportunities and as they come. Exactly. Do you have a like a rough direction? I guess when I was on the road, I was I was like just for the summer, so I just went west. You've got a year plus, so are you just kind of wandering everywhere, or are you go like I'm going to go south and then I I'm was go west and then I'm going to north? Started out tracking, looking for seventy degree days and forty degree nights, nice. oh, and okay. then it became eighty degree days and fifty degree nights, <laughs> and then ninety degree days and sixty degree nights. <laughs> so, if it's not raining, that's what I'm looking for now, okay. much. and no snow. Yeah, good call. Now, are there are there any places that you you want to go that you haven't been yet? I really want to ride to Alaska, and okay. I was really disappointed that I couldn't go last. Don't summer. go now. Don't no. go now. Are you sure? Because I'm heading north. No. Yeah. Not a good so idea. I, I'm I'm hoping to be in Colorado at the end of May next year, ride to Alaska, and then east back across Canada. I got two more questions. For okay. You. So. The first one is for anyone else who's considering making this leap. What advice do you have to somebody who's ready to just give it all up, hop on a bike and live the life we call road? Just do it. I those people who know me well, if you had asked them 2 years ago who is the least likely to quit her job and ride, they all would have said me. Just do it. There are no regrets. None. Wow. I mean, I'm getting teared up just thinking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am having the time of my life. Mm-hmm. That's and awesome. Confirm this for me. You have to make it at least somewhat like you can't come back, right? I don't know. Because I've think seen it's other people for... try this and they give themselves a way out and they always take it. I don't know. I was so ready. Like I said, I'd done one-week rides and two-week rides and three-week rides and Mm four-week rides, and I sort of worked my way up to this, and they were just not enough for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I know people, like at the end of her, at at the end of Lone Rider, she's ready to go home. Do you have a a stock seat? Mm -hmm. I have a, the seat that came with it. You are teary-eyed. I am teary-eyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, and to meet women like Jocelyn and Bettina Natale, and the people I've met along the way, I mean, it's really amazing what people have done for me. Mm, it is cool. 
But do you have a stock seat? Um, I have a, I have a, it's a Corbin. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's a no. seat concepts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Seat concepts. It's the the one that came with the bike, so I don't know if it was stock or not. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, right. how long can you go before your butt hurts? You know what the really interesting thing is? Um, not having owned that many motorcycles. People are like, oh, what's the seat like? I'm like, fine. <laughs> like, all day. 12 oh, hours. That's cool. good. That's I'm a good like, seat then. Wow. Yeah, you can sit on the well, seat for 12 hours and you're cool. Yeah, and I don't that's know if good. you've looked at my bike, but there's not a whole lot of room for me now <laughs> because I have, <laughs> it's true. I, have, I have soft bags and then my beaver tail has this huge 40 liter bag in it. So mm. And then I have a tank bag and then I wear a fanny pack in front and my hydration behind and so I'm sort of wedged in so there. But yeah. doesn't even you've got, touch the you've seat. Got, you're like <laughs> yeah. so, you've got more lower back so, support than a back brace. So it's kinda of like riding on the pillion of a gold wing. You're kinda of all comfy. And when uh, my butt hurts I stand up. I think this is the perfect segue though. Because speaking of butts and hurting <laughs> if money wasn't an issue and you're gonna continue on this journey what would your up-the-butt bike be for that? So I used to have this fantasy that I would go to Italy and watch my brand-new Multistrada mm. roll off the assembly line, <laughs> and then I would ride around northern Italy and eating and drinking my way around and then bring it back to the factory and have her created up and shipped home. Que and I was bella. sharing this fantasy with a young man I'd recently met, <laughs> and he said... You know they don't have that program anymore. Uh. And I went, you just burst my bubble. Hmm. That was a program? Yeah. Yeah, like BMW, you can can watch your your bike or your car roll off the assembly line, drive it around, bring it back Mm -hmm. to the factory. They create it up. They ship it home for you. That sucks. So a Multistrada. Mm. From Italy. From Italy. Oh, that's a good one. Maybe you can talk them into it. (laughs) Yeah, four modes. Mm-hmm. Well, so you can, you can get a Multistrada when you're ready to just go to Starbucks. So we got <laughs> yeah. just a little when more time. When you're, when you're ready to leave North America for your European adventure, perhaps you can then find mm. an Italian <clears throat> motorcycle. But we, I'm going to have to get a job and more money first. No, that you haven't mm. had to so far. So <laughs> we've had a couple emails I want to catch up on. Uh, we had one recently. This is from James. It says, hey, guys, I was thinking of moving my girlfriend of four years and I out to beautiful, sunny Santa Cruz mm-hmm. so we can enjoy the great weather year round and I can get full use of my XSR 900 and soon to be 96 Honda V45 Magna. So to answer your question, yes, I, leave your girlfriend there. <laughs> I was Check out the rent prices before you do anything. I was wondering yeah. what the general job market and house apartment rental was uh-huh. like out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope to visit you guys wah, next spring wah. doing a cross-country road trip to see the wonderful group of misfits. First question, do you have a trust fund? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Um, It'll last you two years. Part of the reason we we all brag about living here, it is amazing here, but it is... Amazingly expensive. Amazingly expensive. And the job market has kind of sucked lately. Unless you really like waiting tables, in which case it's fantastic. It's the fourth Mm, most expensive city versus um, how much people make here in the United States. Yep. It's the first scene. I, I don't know, but check it out online. It's but, the fourth. But if if, if, he's got a, if he's got a good paying job and you know and he's willing to, to do it, you know, it might be possible. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely come out for a visit first. Anyone definitely. is welcome to come visit us. As I said earlier, just email us first. Let us know you're coming, and uh, we'll get together with you. Isaac, you got an email there that was very long. 
But I think you've shortened it down. Right? I slashed it. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> just in time for Halloween. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, I get to read this one because this guy's from Vermont. Um, hey there, misfits. This is Dave writing to you from Burlington, Vermont. Hey, uh, hey Dave. Hey Dave. Is he next to the coat factory? Ah. <laughs> Please leave. He <laughs> can. He's right on the board. I've done something rash, and all of you are to blame. Emma, most of all. A bit Uh-oh. of backstory. Uh-oh. I come from a moto family on my dad's side. My cool. earliest moto memory is of hiding around the side of the house while he kickstarted his straight pipe sportster chopper, <laughs> then riding on the tank. Ah, the 70s. (laughs) Fast forward 15 years, my sister and I take the MSF course with her ending up on an R6. My dad and stepmom are hardcore gold wingers. His 2013 wing just crossed 200,000 miles. Go you. That's awesome. Um, My current and only bike is an 04 Honda CRF 230F, which has been Mm -hmm. converted to a dual sport. Cool. Most of my riding's in the woods with dirt roads sprinkled in uh, to get between trails. I started on an 84 Shadow VT500. Went to yep. an 05 KLR650 when I started doing dual sport riding. Um, but what I really need, I really needed a more woods oriented bike that led me to the CRF. But the CRF is crap on road. So now, after two years commuting in the car, I realized how much I missed having a street bike. Um, yeah. So this summer, armed with a $1,000 budget, I started to troll around Craigslist looking for a small displacement bike, maybe a scooter just to use for commuting. I've always done all my own wrenching ever since my local Honda shop quoted me $250 per fork to replace the leaky fork seals on the shadow. Oh, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty sharp. That's and, there high side. and there was nothing out there that I felt was beyond my abilities. Here's where it goes sideways. One day I did a Google search for motorcycle podcasts and yours popped up. I went to the website and watched some of the videos and I really dug the vibe of the Recycle Garage. I began consuming the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast at an alarming rate. (laughs) I was obsessed. Uh, I'm still obsessed. Um, Inspired by all your stories of wrenching and modifying and breathing new life into old bikes, my Craigslist searches started to include the word project. That's that's the uh, yes. and that's yesterday the downhill slide yeah. and, and, and ran wind park mm-hmm. and yesterday it happened. I oh. page two. I purchased a lot uh, a lot quote unquote that includes zero complete running motorcycles. <laughs> I've got two frames with non running engines. One is a 1973 Honda CB 360. Oh, cool. The other a 1974 Honda CL 360. Oh, those are cool. Those are cool. Plus a spare running engine tank. Forks, wheels, and boxes of exhausts, gauges, points, and condensers. Not bad. What the hell are those? (laughs) (laughs) He said that, not me. Time Uh, time to get a manual. That's okay, though. Uh, Photos are attached, and they're actually pretty clean um, and well-organized. Add one long Vermont winter, and I'm hoping to come out on the other side with one functional motorcycle. We shall. (laughs) He'll be stoked, though. We shall see. Those are cool vintage CL. Get the CL. CLs are cool. And also, you mentioned he's a Patreon subscriber, so he's uh, going to be abusing the MFO phone line <laughs> oh uh, definitely this will uh this will either be the best thing or the worst thing i've ever done either way i truly want to thank you for sharing your community with the rest of us and inspiring me to take the leap on the most involved moto project i've ever attempted 
What makes the Misfits extra awesome is passion and perspective of all of the women, both the Misfit regulars and the guests. I'm especially loving Emma's history hole and count myself <laughs> a proud member of Emma's army. I'm yeah. sure there will be some Bombay Sapphire coming her way before this project is over. Just wanted to let you all know what a positive difference you're making in the moto community. Keep it up. Hopefully someday I'll make it out there to see uh, see it all in person and do a little dirt biking. Dave Simpson, Burlington, Vermont. P.S. My UTB bike would have to be a Vincent Black Shadow. I can stare oh, at that yeah. engine all day long. Thanks, Very Dave. buttworthy bike. Po- popular UTB, yes. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so Emma is at another event this weekend. And then uh, just a reminder to people that the garage will be closed next weekend because many people are going to be on a vampire's ride. But Jim and I are going to be down at the Twisted Throttle flat track event down in San Diego. And we're going to be doing uh, interviews yeah, down there. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. So we're going to miss Emma on that one. But the week after, she keeps she keeps calling me during the week. I want to come back. I want to come back. She's so like, yeah. oh, I want to come back. Oh, wait a minute. There's so much going on, though. Every yeah. weekend. There's, there's so cool much going on. And we've happening. been doing a lot of, like, remote recordings any, uh, and stuff like any that. Any ding-dongs going to talk about Babes Ride Out at all? Not yet. <laughs> Legitimately? <clears throat> when she comes back, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she because she was there. She had so much fun. Okay. She wants to tell stories. So I said I would wait for her. That's, and, a, whole, uh, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, it is. No it is. A whole How would you know? You weren't there. I know. I know. <laughs> I was sick. You were home sick. I was very sick. Such a bummer. Hopefully, yeah. some of those close <laughs> friends of Sonia's and maybe even Cat P can be here. <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah. We all um, need some more Cat P in our lives. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carmel, thanks for coming down and being on the podcast. We always love meeting new people, but especially, I think, I think all of us have a little bit. Of that envy in us, we all kind of oh, wish yeah. we could Absolutely. just yeah. I don't want to work either. Pick up and leave. Yeah. Yeah. I, fuck, I, I don't want to go to work, work on Monday right now. I want to own a house. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. around the world. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Uh, it's not that easy. I know. Believe mm-hmm. me, I know. Yeah. I eat too much avocado toast. But I think what you're saying, <laughs> it's it's so worth it. It is so. It's worth so it. worth all the sacrifices that in, you give. In on. this crazy world with everything that's happening, it has just completely restored my faith in yeah. humanity. That's oh. awesome. Mm-hmm. And good deeds and random acts of kindness from complete strangers. They mm-hmm. exist. Cool. You just have to pay attention, especially in the motorcycle community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially. Definitely. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you ride. As long as you ride. Yep. yep. That's what matters. Thank as you so you, much. As long as you're not riding a bike that falls over randomly. <laughs> well, they have <laughs> anti-gravity devices. Exactly. <laughs> you can I just ought keep to patent it from falling it. over. It's yeah, a space should. stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a stick, stick of propping up. It's yeah. an AGD. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, just like you getting help on the road, we rely on help from our uh, supporters too. So big thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers who are helping yeah. us. Mm-hmm. We are still have plans in the works for uh, the podcast studio. Hoping to do that in the future. We'll keep you up to date on that. And more videos coming. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give anything away, but we've been doing some filming mm-hmm. lately. <laughs> yep. For we're breaking, something. We're breaking in Hollywood, man. <laughs> Is uh, Mike Mike back on this project? Oh, I, oh yeah, Mike was on it, uh, <laughs> and I was using words like uh, "that's a wrap" and uh, here action. Let's, action action. Was he using and, uh, the talent? 
And then we finished lunch. <laughs> the challenge. You, you see her scooter in, and Mike's like completely faced about face on the scooter and the, <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> yeah. the camera. Total, and, total and I'm camera. just gonna scooter out again. He's <laughs> like, I, I'm cool. It's cool. It's there's, cool. There's a reason why the directors say uh, never work with children or pets. <laughs> <laughs> and we work with both today. Yes, and true. we got the shots. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, but there, it was, there that, was difficult. Yeah. that was difficult. That was difficult. So there's no talking outside of in this Mike. One, huh? There were pets and children. Oh yeah, outside pets of Mike. and children. <laughs> and there were children outside of Mike too. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is to come. We still got some more shots to do, but we're having a lot of fun here. So I hope um, everything that we're doing that you know. You hope you listeners are enjoying listening to what we do. We all have fun, and that's why we do this podcast. Yes, indeed. To share that, and it sounds like um, a lot of people do get that from us. So I really appreciate those emails. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's gonna get colder here too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. dude, it's gonna be like fifty-two. I know. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> it's oh scarf weather. <laughs> dude, it did snow last year. Okay. Where? Where? Bonnie Dune. My Summit? house does not count. Flurry. It did. No, it was snow. Dusting. Yeah, just anyway. You're such a California girl. Oh my god, it's down Privilege. into the 40s. It's so fu- no, it's so funny when as soon as it get gets below 60, mm-hmm. Costco is full of like flannels and yes. winter boots. Uh-huh, and, and everybody not like, from California is like, you realize you don't need snow boots here, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't need those. You're just <laughs> but, buying them for fun. But my feet are cold. <laughs> I know. So on that note, thank you again, everyone, for listening. I think we're ready to get out of here. This yeah. is Liza. Mm-hmm. Bagel. Henry. This is not Pumpkin Sky uh, Spice Latte. What? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm just really tired. <laughs> he's like, he's a, he's feed innocent. me caffeine intravenously right now. Hey. <laughs> Aloha. Isaac. It's been great being here. Thank you. Micah. Sonia. Naked Jim, ride dirt. Hey, and we're out of here. Go, go. go. go.